This is Excelsior! Excelsior is brought to you by me, Britley Photography. Every January of every year, I offer an early bird discount, and it is January 2022. And this year, I am offering 30% off all photo sessions, $100 off engagement sessions, $500 off weddings, $30 for business headshots, and $90 for a family portrait. Connect with me and I can get you set up. All you have to do is pay the deposit in January. Even if your session's in the summertime or the busiest season, all you have to do is pay the deposit in January and you get the 30% off discounts or the crazy discounts that I offer only once a year. I'm here with my best friend, Sam McCall. Hiya. Hi, mm-hmm. Sam. And so this episode is going to be a little bit different this time. Um, we're not going to be doing an interview. Sam's not necessarily an artist or an entrepreneur, but she is a local crime junkie. And she has a passion for all the – well, why don't you explain it, Sam? Um, I, I love that you just said Crime Junkie because that's the podcast I've been listening to lately. <laughs> Shout out to Crime Junkie. But um, no, yeah, like uh, I listen to True Crime like all day, every day. And I could name a bunch of people that are fantastic in telling the stories of these people that have passed away. Yeah, you kind of have a little bit of an addiction, don't you? Yeah, I, I definitely I mean, do. I, I'll come over to your house and you'll fall asleep on the couch and your podcasts are just blaring. Like, I don't think there's a moment that I'm at your home and there's not some sort of um, scary podcast in the background. <laughs> it, I, it, it's quite frightening sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, my husband doesn't like it either, but... Um, you know, uh, I feel like I am better prepared for an emergency situation. A lot of people watch what CSI and uh, all these shows, like a lot of people like that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I just listen to it a lot and I feel that I can be helpful in an emergency situation and I also want to give light to these people that haven't been like really looked at and haven't been found that's the main thing yeah because sometimes you don't hear about a lot of things that happen and then Mm -hmm. um it it gets just looked over almost like I was just listening to the Jacob Wetterling um case and that one is crazy and they didn't find Ah. out who it was for like 27 years And you said, when I told you about that one, you told me that it's very common for people to not be found that long? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's... Um, uh, One of uh, podcasters that I listen to, she only does unfound people. Like, they are missing. Like, we do not know where they are. Um, I think... Oh, I wish I knew her name. I know it's Danielle something but uh yeah she only does cases on people that have not been found 
that is so scary. That's so mm-hmm. crazy to think about that we like have all this trust in our our <clears throat> police and detectives, I guess, and there's a lot of people that just go missing and never show up. Well, a big issue is police telling people that you're over 18. Um, you have to wait 24 to 48 hours. That is not true. Not true at all. Like, you can put someone as missing right away, but they try to, like, blindside you with that. It's not true. I I want people to know that. So when- like, you can put someone as missing the second that you can't find them. But the cops, like, kind of deceptively be like, oh, you have to wait, like, 24 hours. Nope. Mm-mm. That's not true. Interesting. Why did, why did they do that? Um, I mean, like, I get where they're coming from. These are adults. Mm-hmm that I'm talking about right now. Like, yeah. uh, like they're allowed to be missing if they want to be missing. Mm-hmm. But if somebody yeah. that close to you knows that this is not right, then mm-hmm. you can definitely, yeah, report that right away. And if the cop tells you to wait, then you can tell them to go F themselves. <laughs> exactly, because they will tell you, like, oh, she's an adult. You have to, or he, sorry, girls, boys, whatever. Um, no, like it's not a law or anything. You can report someone missing and get them on the, um, what, how do I want to say it? Like, um, that all the police are looking for them because mm-hmm. they're on like the register or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right away. But a lot of times the police try to say like, Hey, wait like a day or two. Mm-mm. No, don't do it. Because if, especially if somebody close to you has a sense that something's not right, it's usually the case that something's not right. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, if you know, like, hey, like, I talked to my daughter yesterday, she might live, like, with her partner or, like, wherever. Um, We had plans today. Like, Mm -hmm. me and her were going to meet up, and she never showed up. That's very unlike her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you're allowed... You can do missing persons reports. Yeah. Don't let the cops try to... I think that's really important for people to know and understand, too. Um, Because, yeah, because the cops... A lot can happen. Stop you from doing a missing persons report. And a lot can Mm -hmm. happen. Oh, I was just saying that time is crucial at that at that point. So having to wait, I would imagine, could be like well, what, a life or death or like getting to another state or something, you know? like The first 48 hours are like the most the important. Because they, um, they can get pretty far in 48 hours. But if you're an adult, they're like, well, they're allowed to be missing. Like, they can do what they want. Mm. That's so scary. You know, I I don't know if you heard about one, but I would like to talk about a case that really, really shook me um, that I listened to. Mm-hmm. I used to, I went, like, when I, I had a job last year that was seasonal, and I just got to listen to my podcast for, like, 50 hours a week um, while, I, while I stuffed mm-hmm. photos into mailers for other people. But um, 
I listen to true crime because it's so good at passing time because you get sucked into it. You got super upset when I was like actually telling you like some crazy stories one day. <laughs> yeah, some of them can be quite disturbing. It's very, it's very intense. Um, it is. It's people's lives, you know. Yeah. Or their deaths, like. But people need to be okay to talk about that. But there was this one that really shook me, and it was this guy who was returning, like, I don't know, like a, like a Tinder or a dating app ad or something, and, like, he was kind of a nerdy guy, didn't get a lot of dates, and this beautiful girl wanted to meet him, so she invited him to his house, and he was this really nice guy. He told all of his friends about this girl, and when he went to go on his date, it was super weird, and, like, he was like got to this garage and he was texting his friends and he goes weird i got to this garage and this guy was like filming a movie or something so i don't know if i have the right place and that was the last his friends heard of him and you know this one yeah i do that Mm -hmm. one creeped me out and then the guy so the so what happened was was the girl that he thought he was meeting was actually a guy who is obsessed with like movies and he's also really obsessed with Dexter, the TV series. And he wanted to try killing like Dexter did. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he like murdered him and all this stuff. But it creeped me out too because like he did it to another guy before and that guy got got away. Yeah. Like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, that's so scary. Like, why? What? Oh, like some of these things you read that you just, I don't know. See, I like to hear about them and stuff, but um, I'm curious because you, Sam, are not the only one that is really addicted to true crime right now. And I have noticed in my very little experience of meeting people personally most of the people that are addicted to true, true crime are women. And I'm not sure why. A lot of people. What, everyone that watched CSI or. That's true. I do know some guys too. But um, mm-hmm. that was just my take on it. But um, why do you think people are so addicted to true crime and all of, all of this right now? Especially with podcasts. I think that is one of the biggest topics I I guess I should do my research, but um, I feel like when I talk about podcasts to people, they always talk about how they love to listen to true crime podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely, that's what I listen to, obviously. <laughs> but, um, no, I think for me, it's I'm preparing for the worst. Like, I am setting myself up for knowing in a bad situation, what I have to do. Like, I know how to give an infant CPR. Well, like, I know how <laughs> do you want to, do you want to explain why you know that? Um, cause I was listening to just 911 phone calls where they explain it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and see that stuff is so frightening to me to hear actual 911 phone calls. Mm-hmm. And I, but, uh, chills me to the bone do you want to be ready if that ever happens to you yeah of course yeah like i 
feel like I'm like more prepared mm-hmm. for an emergency situation. Do you That's- do you think that um, in any way that you'd be manifesting bad things coming to you by listening to it too much? Uh, I mean, like I get a little bit scared probably more when I go out in the dark to go to work or anything, but no, not really. Okay. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. I do like the prepare, just knowing that the world that we live in isn't, you know, super safe. A lot of people think that it is maybe. Um, I know I used to be naive as I was younger and I think a lot of people are like teenagers and stuff don't understand how dangerous the world actually can be. And listening to these true crimes, maybe bringing up, you know, exposing the truth about the world that's happening and that maybe all of us can oh, be a little bit. Children. It's mainly children. What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean mainly children? That are being like, um, killed and just what sort of one you use other than victimized victimized thank you yeah it is mainly children because they are helpless and innocent Mm -hmm. and they trust adults which is really crazy to me um that's interesting um, young adults too like in maybe even 18 like around that range Mm -hmm. they get victimized way more also what about i don't want to like i don't want to like you know, say strippers are bad, but what about like strippers and sex workers? I feel like they get targeted just because they're so easy to get a hold of, I guess. Um, I don't feel that unless you're going to go into sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like most of the stories I hear are like young girls that don't know what they're doing. Right. You know? right. And I feel like those women, they know what they're doing. I agree. You know? I agree. And I, <laughs> I just say that because I just think it's horrible, like, hearing about, like, women on there that are, like, you know, sex workers because it's already hard enough to do that job. And then just, like, yeah. having – They're bad bitches. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, having – murderers just go after them or something i don't know i just i hear a lot of that stuff too and i'm just like that sucks <laughs> that sucks but i also yeah, I feel like those women are strong as shit and it doesn't happen as much to them unless they're putting themselves in these situations like new people like starting out or just like not having a good yeah. group and not knowing how to be safe at first maybe well, like putting themselves in situations where they would, I don't know, like meet a man at a hotel. Well, there's so many good um, things for sex workers now where like there's apps where I even have an app, not because I'm a sex worker, but because um, a sex worker recommended this app for me where I can actually um, filter out phone numbers that call me and know like it has their name on there and if it's not registered and like notes from other people who use this app mostly sex workers that'll make notes of like this is this guy is bad this guy does this and it actually has notes of this person in this phone app and I use it for my business just um, well no like I feel at this point if you are doing sex work 
you're being smart about it. I sure. don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm naive, but um, I think it's like the younger, the newer people that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not. I'm not in the industry, so. Uh, do we want to talk about that? Yeah, I do. That part. Okay, sex trafficking really, really, really out of all of this, like, makes me sick. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um. It's so hard. There's a whole industry that, like, the FBI and everyone is trying to figure out but you can't stop it at this point that's the worst part like how how do you even find these people because they're on the dark internet whatever people randomly just like give away their babies do people but so people give their children away Mm-hmm. So tell me yep. about this. What do you know about the sex work? Um, do you, you listen to podcasts about that or any true crime about that? Um, I haven't listened too much, but I recently just listened to a documentary about um, people giving away their adopted children without even knowing who they're giving them to. Like, they adopted children from Africa or I think in this the documentary I listened to was in China but they brought them home oh no it was definitely Africa actually because they claimed that he was like a child like I don't know uh he was like a warrior in the war and it's like, he was five. No, he wasn't. And they ended up just, like, finding... They were in Canada. And they found someone in Florida to just take the baby. You want him? Have him. Cool. That's sad. That's really sad. And the, I'm, I'm assuming that the person that they gave it to was um, a sex trafficker. No, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> but... Um, this is like a thing though. Like there are sites and like groups that, um, you can be like, Oh, like my adoption's not going well. You want this kid? You want this kid? So, so people who adopt children and then decide that they don't want them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Yeah. That's really terrible. And I just, my heart hurts because these kids have already gone through enough in their lives and they don't need Mm -hmm. that. That's terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really know a lot about sex trafficking, but it really weirds me out because um, I I know Minnesota is like a number one um, place for like sex trafficking. And it's um, cold up here. (laughs) Let me, let me look it up. Um, Let's, let's look it up. No, um, I I've definitely heard a lot of cases out of Minnesota. I can't um, think of any off the top of my head, but it always seems weird to me that oh, it's Minnesota. It's like oh, I live there. Cool. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> um, 
I could be wrong. I just always hear this. I don't don't take my word on it. Like I know, and no, it, you're, it's not number one. So I don't know why everyone says that. I guess we have a high rate, but it's like Nevada, Mississippi, Florida, California, Texas. I don't. We're not even on the list for 2021. So mm-hmm. I don't know who's telling me this false information always. But I mean, I don't put it past the fact that Minnesota probably has a problem for sex trafficking. Um, yeah. But it's just, um, it's crazy because I want to know, like, you don't hear about these stories. And I think, I feel like girls and young women get abducted, like, all over. Mm-hmm. And um, it is disgusting. And it's sad. I think that's the hardest thing because, like, it happens so often and we don't even talk about it, like, openly on the news. You don't hear about it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some horror stories from, like, a person that I know who escaped um, being sex trafficked and ran away from the coast. And now she's here and she's trying to live a normal life. But I mean, I'm not going to, obviously it's her story to tell and stuff, but I'm just saying like it happens and it is. And if you survive um, and get away, that's amazing, but it's so scary. I I feel like you're not taught like, like, why would you think something's going to happen like that? Like, you wouldn't. But um, I feel like young girls should be, uh, I don't even know, like, from school, taught that these men can manipulate you so bad and, like, how they can. I have a <laughs> wonderful husband that I love. He would never do this. <laughs> but um, we should. there should be a women's awareness program. There really should be. There really should because um, some someone needs to teach young girls um, that not everybody is as nice as your daddy. No, like the way that they manipulate them, and to the point, even like after they've gotten their trust, that um, they make them do an act that says like you can never go back to your family now because you've done that. Oh. That's the main thing and like trafficking like well now you can't go back because you did that i also know and also i think they do like look for like young girls that already have like um an addiction problem on the street um Mm -hmm. and they'll like trap them in a home because i've heard stories of like a young woman who you know was in a home like you know and i mean she was kidnapped and like forced to do things she didn't want to and her father actually tracked her phone and had the police go to this house and try to find her and Mm -hmm. and um yeah it was a crazy story i heard that online you didn't want to go back did you oh no well no she did she like they said that she wasn't there and they they're like oh no no one's no one by that name is here and stuff and the police are like are you sure because her dad has this phone do you have this phone here like you know, he didn't really have a search warrant, and the woman heard the guy at the door, and she, like, was really messed up on, like, heroin, and with all of the strength that she had left in her, she just, like, screamed as loud as she could and was like, I'm right here, and they, like, slammed the door, and that was that enough was um, enough for a search warrant, so. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen like that for most women. But... No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. So I, I, I read that story online, or I like it was a girl who told her story online about 
Yeah. And she's a beautiful mm-hmm. woman. I mean, you could tell that she's been through a lot, but it's and just, we're all beautiful. Yeah. Um, it just sucks. It sucks. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it bugs me. Um, I wish I, there's a, a YouTuber named Danielle. She only does stories of missing people that have not been found. Interesting. So she tells the whole story. And so do you think that this is tried to, to, she does it to try to help people find mm-hmm. these people so it's kind of like that show that exactly. that guy did like the like, missing what what was that what's that show that that guy did um because i feel like a lot more people have been coming out with like shows about missing kids because it happens so mm-hmm. often she she's not doing kids though she's these are adult people that go missing and no one fucking oh yeah because no one cares if if they're adults as much mm-hmm Crap. Well, if you find her name, you should uh, drop it here so we can refer it on the podcast. Um. Yeah, I'll look it up for now. And I also know that you really like Bailey Siren. Bailey Syrian. Syrian. Sorry, I don't listen to it. Also, Stephanie Harlow is like my bitch. Stephanie Um. Harlow. All right. Stephanie Harlow, Kendall Ray, actually was my start with True Crime. Okay. Love her. And you have some exciting news, is that you're going to Las Vegas soon. Oh, yeah, I'm going to Crime Con 2022, um, and staying at the Venetian, and I'm only allowed to go to Crime Con one day because my husband doesn't like it, but. Is Got my gonna, tickets. I'm going. He's going to come with you, though, right? To the event? No. Oh, okay. He'll just he'll do his own thing. Yeah, he's just going to do his thing. Cool. What, um, do you, what do you want to What are you going to do at CrimeCon? I'm kind of sad. You're going to be alone there. I feel bad about that. I know. I asked you to go with me. I know. We'll see. Maybe I can do a last minute thing. But um, so tell me, what it's, do you what do you look forward to seeing there? I just want to meet Stephanie Harlow. Ooh, the one, and that's the, is that the one you started with? Um, no, Kendall Ray is, and I okay. love her, but, um, Stephanie Harlow, she has like a degree in psychology Ooh. and she even started doing, um, the podcast with like a retired police officer or detective. So, um, and honestly, like, she's so great. She makes a script of the story. And then we get, like, the side of it. Also her psychology side of it. Cool. So, like, it called, um, is it the co- podcast is called Crime Weekly. Crime, Crime Weekly. Weekly. I, I'm looking it up right now, and I see Coffee and Crime. Oh, yeah. Stephanie Harlow also has Coffee and Crime. Yeah. But, um... I love her she's fantastic yeah she um, she has a degree in psychology like understanding people you know like that and in Crime Weekly they have the detectives 
outside of it, like the police, like what they're looking for. And it, the one thing that's super interesting is she tells a story and he doesn't know the whole story. So he's like looking at it from like a cop's perspective on what you would do. Uh-huh. And I really liked that their Gabby Petito um, coverage was super informative. Oh, yeah. That was her. I remember you played that for me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so if anyone is really into the Gabby Petito case, um, watch that. So uh, so they concluded that, that the guy did it, right? Yeah, or- but the police that pulled them over that day found her as the aggressor. Remember, yeah, we watch that. Yeah, well, the police that day were um, out of their mind because I don't... How do you... The police should have, if they found her as the aggressor, should have um, arrested her. So she wasn't, but she didn't look like an aggressor in that video at all. Like I I have been in relationships like that where it's just like, and especially with a girl, like they, like he brainwashed her into thinking that she was, it was she was the problem. And she's like, I'm sorry, it's just me, it's just me. I get a little mad. It's fine. Mm But if you look at them, she's a teeny tiny little girl, and he's a big dude. Like, I don't care. Like, just he's supposed to be protecting her. It's horrible, but I think if they followed protocol, things would have ended up differently. And if they really found her as the aggressor, then she would have been arrested and brought to jail. Probably the safest place for her at that point, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that, but, you know. But, so, in the end, they found that he killed her, right? Yes. What about those girls that were, like, that lesbian couple that was traveling around the same time who also got shot? Have you followed that at all? Uh, what? Uh, they were taken from the hotel? Mm, no, they were traveling, like, in a bus, I believe. No, then. Um, to, like, recently I was listening to, again, the Greyhound bus incident, which um, actually brings up a really good point. Um, not criminally responsible. How do we feel about that? Yeah, um, well, I mean, why don't you tell me how you feel about that and what that means? Um, okay, so um, people are found not criminally responsible because they have health issues after they have done a crime. So if anyone remembers in Canada, the Greyhound bus incident where the man stabbed someone to death and then took his head off um, and tried to dismember him in the bus while people were all watching outside. Um, he was found not criminally responsible. He is, he is still locked up. He is, actually. But there are people that are found NCR that are let go, like, after 
a certain amount of time, they're like, oh, they're good now. Go ahead. Um, I recently listened to a case that um, a man was getting a divorce from a woman and they had two kids and he shot the two kids like 30 times. And then he drank like uh, I want to say like uh, windshield washer fluid or something like that. Um, it didn't kill him. And he was brought in, but he was found not NCR. So he's free now. What do you think about that? I have a very strong opinion on that. Um, I don't think that mental illness should uh, be an excuse for being let go or not being held criminally criminally responsible for mm-hmm. anything, to be honest. I well, know people in my personal life thing, that use that the main card. Thing is once they are let go, they don't no one keeps track of them. No one makes sure they take their medication. It's their decision once they leave. They don't have to take the medication for if they have schizophrenia or anything. It's up to them. They get to decide. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. That is that I, I I absolutely don't I don't understand why that's in place because I don't think that mm-hmm. any sane person would physically hurt another person. I don't think that if you're mentally stable you would do that. So technically mm-hmm. anybody who would be found guilty would be mentally unstable in my mind. <laughs> but um <laughs> I mean, just in my own personal life, I've had friends that have done horrible things, not necessarily kill anybody, but, you know, manipulate people out of money or say nasty things in public or something, just really horrible things. And Uh their excuse is, I'm so sorry, I just have so many issues. I'm mentally unstable. It's not my fault. And it's like, well, I'm sorry you have all these issues, but it still is your fault. Like... You still mm-hmm. can't treat people that way, you know? Like, people aren't going to be friends with you when you're doing horrible things if... It's a hard discussion, yeah. though, because they can have a psychotic break and do these horrible things. I'm talking about murders in a psychotic break. Do they go to jail for the rest of their life? Like, honestly... Like, yes. I say Yes. But that's not they the case. They should go to a psychotic or psychiatric hospital for the rest of their life, is what I think. We don't just let them go. <laughs> oh, you're cured. Go ahead. Boo. I don't even think they should go to a hospital. I think they should get locked up. That was honestly like a argument that I heard. that Because I was listening to the NCR debate. It was Canadian, so I guess I'm not 100% on what the U.S. is policy. But um, I was listening to a Canadian True Friend channel, and <clears throat> they just fucking let them go. <laughs> but it, I guess if they are hospitalized, they can be monitored and make sure they take their medication. Yeah, and... but when you release them, they need to be like supervised somehow like you check on them once a month if somebody's capable of having a psychotic break that results in killing somebody 
then I don't think that they should be in society alone and just willy-nilly because that's, so that's dangerous. Like, yeah, I listened to like a uh, interview with a guy that killed someone because he thought he heard voices in his head was in a hospital basically for a bit they said you're good go ahead and he's like well why would I take medication like I am who I am I was like what he's not taking his medication no one's making sure that he takes it that's crazy to me yeah I, I agree with you I think that's crazy and that's hard it's just so hard to hear like what if <laughs> what if you had a psychotic break Sam and you like blacked out and woke up and like a bunch of people you loved were dead <laughs> it just got really dark <laughs> but like some, dark. but sometimes you have to just think about it in that sense like what if I was capable of doing that like out of nowhere like you just had like a psychotic <laughs> breakdown and you don't really know what happened. The thing is, everyone's capable of it, Brittany. Everyone. Yeah. And that's frightening, too, right? It just depends on your situation. Yeah. But everyone's capable. Ugh. See, this is why I don't like talking about true crime with you. I get to this place where I get, like, freaked out of even being myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what if I am capable of doing something like this someday? Some you know many stories what I've if... heard of people like sleep killing. Oh yeah, that freaks me out. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's hard to believe. It is Everybody hard. should sleep alone in their own bedroom. I don't care if you're married <laughs> or you have children. Everybody sleeps in their own locked room. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's. No one cares. If I'm going to go kill someone, I'm going to go kill someone. Did you ever hear about that guy who I watched this on a show where this guy, he really hated his parents for some reason. And he always like wanted to like, he like wanted to kill him. And uh, he would, he got drunk one night and he broke, he like, I don't know if he was drunk or sleepwalking, but he was blacked out and he dreamt about killing his parents. But in real life, he actually broke into the house that he grew up in, which was where he was dreaming of going in to kill them and killed this couple that lived in the house. Oh, no, I haven't heard that. I was like, I've heard tons of times where like a kid kills their parents. Yeah, no, I think he was drunk and like, thinking about like killing his own parents so then he went into the home where he grew up Ooh, and thought he was fine. killing his parents in his blackout not realizing that it was reality and then like I guess like murdered this couple and when that's he woke like, up he was covered in blood that's a truly difficult thing though like they're sleeping like I mean, are they responsible for their actions like what? I mean, he, I think he was wasted. Yeah. In a dream state. You know, or, like, just drunk, but, like, also just, like, not there, out of his mind. But, but like, I know of a case where a man um, woke up covered in blood and his wife was dead next to him. And he's like, I had a nightmare. 
and I took these pills to help me sleep. And like, he's like, I don't even know what happened, but he had killed his wife. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. All of this is so terrible. Mm -hmm. I hate it all. Stay away from drugs, boys and girls. Stay off drugs. <laughs> Don't drink. Buying, like sleeping medication. Maybe this is why we drug. shouldn't have hate in our heart because you don't know what we're going to do with that. Especially if we try to drink <clears throat> or do drugs to deal with our emotions and then they all get let out and you kill somebody. It's not I okay. Everything that I talk about is terrible, but... <laughs> The reason that I like it, or I don't like it, but I listen, is all of these people deserve their story to be heard. Yeah. Especially the people that are missing, you know? Mm -hmm. It makes me so sad. <clears throat> Taking a child. Yeah, you know, I was almost abducted when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And then my mm -hmm. parents, my, my friend and I ran from a guy that was chasing us in a car, pulled into the driveway, and we ran in the house, and oh. we locked the door and, like, just ducked down and watched until he finally left. And then we snuck out the back door and ran through all the <laughs> backyards until we got to my house, and my parents called the cops. Yeah. It's scary. Like, it happens to everyone. It happens. Like, not to everybody, but it could happen to you. It, like, happens a lot. And it's scary. Mm -hmm. Like, the world is a scary place. The world is a scary place, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and it doesn't discriminate. It, it can happen to anyone. Yeah, it can happen to anybody. But um, I was going to segue to something. Um, okay. I don't remember now. Oh, <laughs> it's like, okay. Segway away. Segway. Okay, so also I just want to say how dangerous the dating apps can be. You, like, oh, a lot of people yeah. go on these dating apps and they're just like, oh, I'm going to hook up for the night, like, have a good time. But, like, you got to go. I watched the Magellan series actually yesterday. The what series? Magellan on Magellan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dangers of, like, dating apps. Yeah. Yeah, I just, um, yesterday, yeah, I watched the Magellan series on um, Murdered Online, or what is it called? I don't know. Hmm. I know you watched it. I did. I don't remember the name of it, but it's on Magellan. But it's, it's not a new thing, because um, before the... <laughs> Before the dating apps, a lot of people would, like, I mean, there's predators, like, in chat rooms and well, whatever. No, like, this girl's story was that she was trying to get a job. What? She was going to a job interview, and then she was drugged, gang raped, and left for dead in a field. Where was, what was the job? Uh, I, I'm, she worked in the theater, so I'm not 100%. Ew. But mm -hmm. do you think, like, I mean, okay, there, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> she survived. So. What? I don't even know if I'd want to survive that. Yeah. yeah. It was, like, four guys or something. Like, she got there, and they were like, oh, there's no job. And then they drugged her. 
getting well, raped four men and left to die in a field. Do you know where that was? I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. That is horrible. And, I, and I, I'm glad she survived. I didn't mean to sound, like, rude about that. I just – I couldn't imagine trying to live on this earth dealing with such a heavy thing that has happened to you. And a lot of us do deal with a lot of PTSD that people have done to us. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that have dealt with that, especially being a woman. Like, it's really ridiculous how many mm-hmm. women suffer from PTSD uh, from men. Yeah. Like, honestly. And – but the, but the dating app thing, so I just wanted to, like, emphasize how dangerous it is to just meet up with somebody and not, like, have some sort of vetting thing to know that this is really the person that they say they are. Um, yeah. And I well, guess... Yeah. There's no way to know. There's yeah. no way to know. And I guess you want to go beyond, like... Um, I guess job interviews too, job interviews or anything that you don't really know anything about. I wouldn't go there alone. I even say like if a cop pulls you over, like be careful, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't really leave the leave the city much because I don't I don't like I don't like to go in those rural areas. That's where all that weird stuff happens. Well, that's what recently I heard a story that um, this is another Canadian story. Um, he had like a full, the police of Canada, like outfit. And he just went around killing a bunch of people. Did he have a vehicle? Mm-hmm. And it was, a uh, what, I'm not sure what Canada's police are called, but I want to say NCRT. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like he was, he was the police. But he was killing everyone he saw, basically. That's disgusting. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. He just killed them? He just wanted to kill? or? Um, oh, I can't remember the specifics of that story. But yeah. Like... Yeah. Um, so always be careful. Like, don't trust anybody. And I feel like, you know what? <laughs> You can't even trust the cops. <laughs> well, I think living in Minneapolis, you already know that. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, there's bad people everywhere. But there's also really good people. But you should always be aware of your surroundings and be cautious and be prepared for anything, really. Because you never know. And I think just being a, a, a woman, I mean, men, men get in situations, too, but... Also, being a woman, like if you, oh, definitely, if you do, women kill you too. What? Women kill too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but if you, but it's it's less likely. Yeah. Um, but if you're just like, even have a job interview and you've never heard of the company before, and you're meeting some person, like maybe bring someone, or I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Yeah. It's like. When do you have to be on high alert? Always. Always is the right answer. <laughs> Always be on high alert. But, yeah, it's crazy. So what do you recommend to people to stay cautious? Like, 
to protect themselves in general. Which, what's the rule of thumb? Actually, I shouldn't call it a rule of thumb. That's a terrible rule. <laughs> um, honestly, like I haven't done much to protect myself, but um, David Lavasser from um, Crime Weekly has like this little like kit you should keep with you like <coughs> um <laughs> it's funny because he started um he's like oh I could get everyone this kit and now it's like so many people want it but like have something you know the main thing hmm. is to make noise Oh, yeah, like, bring, like, a... Per- I carry a personal alarm on me. You do? Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's noise. Like, whoever's attacking you doesn't want to, like... Draw attention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so be loud. Be loud. Teach, teach your children how to scream. And when they are <laughs> screaming inside... Don't yell at them. It's like my dog. When my dog barks at people outside, I just let her bark it out because I want her to know that it's okay to bark at somebody outside. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, like, obviously super weird, but, like, I listen to all these stories all the time. Sometimes I get a little scared at night, but I remember, like, I have dogs. <laughs> and if anyone was anywhere near the house, they would be barking. And biting and growling and they'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's also these really cool uh, keychains that you can buy, defense keychains. Um, mm-hmm. And they have, like, a bunch of stuff on them that women specifically cater to women that can they can use when, you know, they travel and stuff or they go out. Um, which mm-hmm. has, like, an alarm system and a window breaker and... Um, few other things you could do like a like a can of mace on there or a knife or whatever you want but yeah also there's always a release in a trunk if you get put in a trunk Mm-hmm. where is that <laughs> i know right i don't know off the top of my head right now there should be like a web like a website or we should like like educate people on like all the different like trunk styles and like where they could be i know i so want to look like- up I feel like that'd be really hard to, like, try to find the release, like, while you're back there. Oh, yeah, because it's completely dark. Um, I'm not sure where the release is, but there is always one. I wonder if it lights up, because sometimes they have, like, lights in there. Mm. But that that used to not always be the case. No, no. mm -mm. But they have. (laughs) Until they realized people were putting bodies back there. Yes. (laughs) Um, There was was a really crazy story that, like, I can't even believe this story is real, Sam. I'm going to tell you this story right now if you want to hear it. Um, It's this this guy from Minneapolis. He grew up um, in, like, the rural northern Minnesota and kind of by the Iron Range. And he had the craziest stories, like, the craziest murders happen there like it wasn't just like 
someone killed someone for robbing like you hear in Minneapolis. Like the craziest murders happen there. And he was with his buddy driving along the side of a road, this like main drag that they have out there. And it's dark and it was nighttime. And there was a guy who was in a car accident. Okay. And he was like almost dead in a ditch got like shot out of the car because the accident was so bad and they him and his friend got out and saved this guy's life okay just to later find out that the whole time the guy that they saved his life was his friend so him and his friend saved this guy's life and his the friend's father the whole time was in a tree next door a dead body flung into a tree the guy that they saved had just killed his dad at a in a bar fight and shot him put him in his trunk and they got in a car accident and the dead body flew into a tree and his son of the dead body just happened to come over and save his father's murderer's life he could have just died out there no one would have found him for a while but because he saw him on the side of the road saved his life not knowing he just murdered his father a hundred percent. You can always um, kick out the light, <laughs> and you would only be able to get your hand through. But you can signal someone at least. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to get out, but someone driving around, someone can see your hand. Yep. Exactly. I'm trying to use your computer that you gave me. I appreciate it, but it does not charge. Very good. Uh, Because we want to talk about Crime Stoppers. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. Tell us about Crime Stoppers. Yeah, I wish I could, but the computer's not working. Um, So Crime Stoppers is actually, um, it's just an anonymous way you can call in and give tips on any case. And you are 100% anonymous. So you don't have to give your name or anything. Yeah. Okay. It says, Crime Stoppers um, of Minnesota provides a safe place for citizens to provide anonymous information about crime and fugitives. Um, we'll deliver information to, I think it's the police or, I don't know. But yeah, it's completely anonymous, right? So if you do... If you just have any tip on any crime that you know of, like, you can just call that number, which is, um, I believe, I keep forgetting this, Um, 1-800-222-TIPS, T-I-P-S. Awesome. You don't have to give your name or anything. I like that because I feel like, too, it's a, it's scary to report things that you see, especially if you don't know who you're dealing with. Um, and having to, like, testify or something can be scary for somebody. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. 1-800-222-TIPS. T-I-P-S. Awesome. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much for talking about all of this. Um, yeah. So if anybody is interested in 
checking out some of the people that we talked about. Maybe I can have Sam send me over some information um, on these podcasts where people can listen to them. And yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about that book you love so much? Oh, my goodness. I would love to. Actually, I, <laughs> I have it right here. All right. All right. Do your thing. Talk about that. All right. So, um, Jax Miller, J.X. Miller is an author. She lives out of New York and Ireland a lot of the time because I think her husband is Irish. Um, she spent a lot of time, like years, in, um, uh, In Oklahoma, she would go there all the time. She would just stay there and research the disappearance of two girls. Um, there was, uh, it's, the book is called Hell in the Heartland, Murder, Meth, and the Case of Two Missing Girls. Um, to this day, they have not been found. But she put her all into this book. She talked to everyone and anyone that would talk to her. And at this point, I think we all know that the girls were put into um, mining traps that had water that went through it. That's so sad. That's terrible. But, yeah, so the book kind of goes, like, very um, – because Jax, Jax Miller, right, she kind of mm-hmm. – she goes to the um, place where this happened, and she actually mm-hmm. kind of does her own investigation and tells the story of what happened in a yep. lot of, like, kind of details and kind of – you kind of – it walks you through what everybody in that town at that time went through. Mm-hmm. Yep, and there is an HBO Max special. I have not watched it yet. Um, now, about this case also. Oh, did you just find that? Because I remember you said there was nothing about it. Um, I haven't been able to figure it out, but Mike's watched it. Crazy. And the story is really crazy. So if you're really, like, if you want to read something that's um, just super... Like it's it's sad that it's true, but it is well written, and I think Jax Miller does a really good job with it. He like put her whole into it. It's crazy. Yeah, she um, she really got into it. Like even like personally yeah. getting to know the characters and everybody who's mm-hmm. involved. And um, she also has a new book coming out soon. So ah, love her. Um, and she also has uh, other than Hell in the Heartland, uh. Another book. And where does she live? Um. Um. Iceland? Freedom's Child. Freedom's Child is the other book that she has, hmm. which is um nonfiction or fiction. Sorry. And then uh, she lives in Ireland. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell in the Heartland, Freedom's Child, and then she has a new book coming out, too. So, the other book is, you said it's, uh, 
it's freedom child it's a fictional book yes so what Um, is that one because it's interesting to me because the other ones are true stories so i'm curious to what the fiction book is about um uh the fiction book is about a woman um basically she is trying to hide herself because she's been through some shit basically hmm. hide herself how um yeah she like assumes a new identity interesting cool i don't want to give too much away it's a good book you've read it oh yeah i have it right in front of me oh <laughs> do you want <laughs> yeah okay do you want to read like the little uh, like thing it says on there then um or just like summarize that a terrific modern noir think of a tough as nails tattooed mildred pierce trying to do right in today's corrupt and twisted world it features a wild and terrifying cast of characters including the roughest bunch of miscreants since ma baker propagated Cool. In, in Freedom Oliver, Jax Miller has created a daring protagonist who is nothing as she first appears and everything you want her to be. Brash, passionate, strong, vibrant, and memorable. Freedom's Child is a page-turning tale of redemption that explores the complicated, intertwined, bonds of motherhood and justice mm-hmm. it's a good book do you believe in um the uh death row what do you believe oh, we're getting deep yeah. we're getting deep um oh that's like that's a big question because i have heard about like the most horrible people do they deserve to die, though? I would say so. <laughs> you think so? Uh, I mean... You know what? I think that the worst thing is to fucking live in prison for the rest of your life. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, uh. Have you ever seen the movie Pain and Gain? No. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. Um, it's a true story. It's got um, Mark Wahlberg and Ooh, uh, like Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Um, what? The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Um, and it's basically, it's about a true story. And it's pretty insane. It's I just watched it. It's the fact that it's a true story based on a guy named... Um, uh, Danny Danny Lupo, I think. Uh, yeah, he was like a manager of a gym in the 1990s in Miami. Um, and he really uh, wanted money. So he had a client that was, I think he's like Cuban, but he was very rich. And he kidnapped his client along with a few other of his um I guess powerlifting buddies. They're like these big meatheads that like kidnapped this guy 
and they tortured him and they did sick shit to him and had him sign away all of his money and um they tried to kill him they like ran him over and stuff whatever i shouldn't give away the whole thing but anyways (laughs) the movie's so insane and it's a true story and that's the part that makes it even more crazy um, I highly recommend the movie. I didn't give it all away. That was just kind of the the overview. Um, it's so it, it it's kind of ugh, it kind of made me sick. Like it was a really good movie, but it also kind of really gross. Um, and and it's those guys got convicted in fourteen minutes at, at their <laughs> trial mm-hmm. to the death sentence because it's based in florida and one of them uh, i think he's the one that was the rocks character um he actually got um he got out of the death sentence because he told the truth or something um and he was like this really like religious guy who actually made friends with the victim (laughs) um anyways you got to see the movie it's really good but mm-hmm. okay. speaking of the death sentence, that's what that reminds me of. Um, well, that's awesome. I don't know. I feel like my position is like a lot of people. It's like, it'd be worse to just put them in a cage for the rest of their lives and just let them have death. What do you, like, I, I hear a lot of stories about um, children or minors that commit crimes or murder specifically, and they get okay. let go. What do you think about that? And well, they get like a second chance. Like, is it like reformed or something? They go through programs. Well, it's the way you gotta think about it. They're a kid, like 12, 13 year old kid. Um, I think I'm thinking of one story in particular. Um, they abducted a toddler from a shopping mall and then brought him down by the river or whatever and murdered him. But they're like, I feel like 11, 12 years old. Sam, where were you when you were 11, 12 years old? Uh, In Lakeville, Minnesota. (laughs) Were you thinking about murdering a a child? definitely not okay so there's definitely something wrong there there is yeah there's definitely and it's horrible that is horrible and I do think that if you I don't know I mean I've been listening to different like multiple stories of kids that start out when they're younger and they murder (laughs) and then you know they 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 get the program where they're better and they can live a life identities when they get out too so you don't know where they are they get what? They get new identities. Yeah, and then they start to kill again. Like uh, I, I haven't heard a story of that. Oh my gosh, I hear that all the time. There was like one guy that became friends with a cop so he could like keep close on like what's happening. And so the cops are sitting here talking about this serial killer while he's like hanging out with them. And like it is him. <laughs> it's just like, ah, uh, like I hear that a lot, you know. I hear a lot of really um, scary stories like I, that. I have not heard a story of a kid that went through the system for most of the rest of his childhood. Hmm. And then 
committed another murder. Not really? Sure. I've heard like five stories of that. But hmm. either way, um, yeah. They I, are given new identities, though, which I find weird. Like, uh, not weird. Like, I understand why they do it, but we needed to know where these people are, you know? Yeah, I feel like it would be different, like, given the situation. So, like, there's kids that, like, I don't know. Like, there's one that I read about this kid who just, like, decided to shoot his grandmother in her sleep and then shot his grandfather when he came running. And then, like, he just got, like, you know, he got he went through the program and came out and just started murdering after he got out again. I just, I don't know. I don't know anything. But people are scary. People are are scary <laughs> like i can't well, have kids what if my kids murder me can can someone that has killed be rehabilitated that's the real question can they yeah that is the real question can you actually rehabilitate i can see like kids who get caught up in bad um like gangs and stuff and don't know what they're doing and like they just grow up in a bad neighborhood um and they I kill think what I think they can. I think they can, given the situation. If it's like a psycho, like if it's a, if it's a psychological thing, maybe maybe they have schizophrenia. Maybe they have something that it doesn't cause them to get reformed, just because it's the way their brain is. But if it's yeah. just like a Again, bad I'm bringing up the issue of once they are released, they aren't made to take their medication. Like, say you're 12 years old and, like, you're in uh, with a group of kids and they just tell you that you have to kill them or they're going to kill you. Like, I feel like that's different than, like, some kid waking up and being like, I want to kill somebody. You know? Like, I feel like there's a difference. All right. Do you want to talk about, like, a highly, like, famous case? Sure. All right. John Benet Ramsey. Ooh, that one is really crazy what do you think i mean i think someone came into that house and killed that girl that's my opinion i i don't know i don't know enough about the case but from everything i heard i think that the brother did it and the parents are trying to cover it up no 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 you don't think so no no I guess I don't know enough. You tell me what you think about that. I think it was handled horribly. And it is weird that her dad found her body so quickly. But they let, like, so many people into the home. Leading up to it, her body was taken directly like upstairs her dad did that um but i think they did not take someone else coming in the house seriously when you look at the evidence of the window in the basement um the suitcase used to climb back out of that window um Oh, there was no footprints because it snowed. Like, no, it snowed, but there was no snow in the backyard. Like, it didn't snow that much. And 
there was snow in the front yard, but not the backyard. Hmm. It's a lot. Like, Interesting. Oh, I, Crime Weekly with um, Stephanie Harlow and David Lavasser, just, um, they do a really good job of covering it. Yeah. They go so much more in depth into like every detail. Yeah. But literally it'll it will change your mind when you think like, oh, the brother did it. But like no, like listen to the facts. Yeah, I guess I haven't listened to the facts, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really gotten into deep I do remember it happening when I was a child though and being devastated thinking that like mm-hmm. the world is crazy. No. Crime Weekly. Crime, Crime Weekly. Crime Weekly is a good sort a good source of is that like a podcast or like a YouTube or it's a podcast. Okay. Yeah, they do um they do YouTube videos too. Oh nice. Their podcast comes out like at the beginning of the week and then they have a YouTube video later. I just listen to the podcast, but that's super cool. They're currently covering Kaylee Casey Anthony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that like? Wasn't that like her mom did it? She was not found guilty. So, but don't people mm-hmm. think that her mom did it? Uh huh. Mhm, mhm. But you will find very interesting points when you listen to a psychologist. Stephanie Harlow, and a former detective who is now a private PI, um, private investigator, but he was a detective for years. And they have a podcast called Crime Weekly. Everyone should listen to it. Cool. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of that podcast. So, um, So they're saying with Casey Anthony that her mother, like, like, the psychologist said that, like, they don't think that her mother did it. Oh, well. Oh, Zanny the nanny? Xanax. That, uh-uh. What? The nanny was on Xanax? No. What are you saying? I feel like she was drugging her child. Oh, the mother? So yeah. Oh, Zanny and- the nanny. Like, okay, Xanax. Got it. Mm-hmm. She, oh, was she, was she overdosed? Possibly. I feel like no one meant to kill her. But she died and then they covered it up. That's what I feel. But she because was Because people didn't want her to know that she drugged her daughter. Yeah, and she brings up a story where, like, she drowned in the pool and her dad is the one that, like, covered it up. But I watch the Crime Weekly. Okay, because that one does seem really interesting. Well, you feel like you've heard the story, but then they deep dive so deep. Mm -hmm. That is, I'm almost like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, that's different. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I feel like, gosh. I still think. It was her fault, I still think, but it's interesting. You don't think, like, she purposely killed her daughter? Oh, no. No, I don't think so. Yeah. 
thinks I do know for a fact that she's just a big liar that only yeah. knows how to lie. But and she she was known to be a big partier, right? Yeah. And when her child went missing, she was caught partying like tons of times. Even though she yeah. her child was missing, she just was out. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that's uh that's a little weird. So she hasn't been found guilty of anything yet, has she? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So she is just living a free she life. A trial, yeah. That's and... disgusting. How do you how do you go out like? I'm not even a mother, and I could not, I would not be able to rest knowing that my child is missing. Let alone go out. Duct tape found around um, little Kaylee's mouth. Kaylee or Casey? Kaylee. Oh, is Kaylee the daughter? Casey Anthony is the mother. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, the way there's duct tape around the child's mouth? Uh, yeah. So, where did they find the child? She was, honestly, like, a couple of yards away from a road. Uh, I want to say she was in a suitcase, but I'm not 100%. So, so, my question is, if she accidentally Xanaxed her daughter and her daughter died... Um, why, what would the purpose of putting duct tape on her mouth be if she was alive, if she was dead already? There would be no point. So, someone would have, I would imagine, have to murder her so she wasn't screaming. Mm-hmm. That's a, no one knows. No one knows. And no one's been brought to justice for it, so. It's disgusting. Mm. Crime Weekly also covered Gabby Petito and... I found it very, very interesting to have a um, actual, like, past police officer detective kind of draw um, his own conclusions from the videos when they were pulled over. Oh, yeah. Because technically, if you're in a um, domestic dispute, Police do not have the option to just be like, oh, it's fine, bye. They are supposed to arrest someone. Is that, that is true? A... Is that yeah. true, though? Because I, I feel yeah. like in real life I've heard people have domestic cases that they tell me about, and, like, they're left there with the the domestic partner, like, with their... Nope. Someone has to be taken at least away from the situation. I guess not arrested, but, like, they have to separate the people. But didn't and they do that? They they did that. They put her, they put him up. goes super into it. He explains that, like, really. Like, he even, like, shows, like, the what the police, like, paperwork is. Like, this is your training. Like, you're not allowed to do this. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, love him. Yeah, he goes super into it. Crime Weekly. Watch it. But... Yeah, like, no, they are not allowed to just fucking leave them. And they found Gabby as the aggressor in the situation, and they brought Brian to a hotel paid for for the night. And then just left. It's like, cool. Yeah. 
that's crazy but uh, it is it is what it is I suppose this world is crazy and now I feel like do you think that like we're coming to with everybody being into true crime that we're coming to a world of like we are we now are as a society get to decide like what the person like what happens to the person because um like maybe like not just the detectives but like the people get to be involved that would be kind of cool um no i no <laughs> i don't either but that would be cool right or it would be a lot <laughs> it would be a lot i think it's it would be a lot yeah i don't no. <laughs> i think it's gross too i think with the jacob wetterling thing i think that uh that case um it got really, it got traction. Like, it became so popular that they opened up a hotline that they could call the family and drop, um, what is it called? Drop, uh, some Speak information. Yep. They could drop some information about the case. And they literally got no information about the case. In fact, they got phone call after phone call about people like, oh, I had a dream that he's buried in a in a farmhouse or something. Or, like, just people calling in saying the craziest shit. Remind Even... me of a Jacob Wetterling case. Yeah. Yeah. And there's actually, like, people would have cool. their um, kid say, oh, I'm him. Mom, I'm okay. Like, craziest stuff when they open that line. What is this case? Jacob, it sounds familiar. Jacob Wetterling is from Painesville, Minnesota in like 1990. He went missing. It's a really famous case. Um, Like, is he the one that like his car broke down and then he called his parents? No, he was a child who was with his brothers oh. and they were walking to the movie theater to return a movie with flashlights at night and some guy came up and put a gun to his brother everyone's head and grabbed Jacob the 11 year old boy and raped and murdered him but they couldn't find him until about 2016 when the guy finally admitted to what he did no DNA nothing they didn't have anything and it was a really famous case like really famous like the mother is famous now because she started her own like jacob wetterling program to help lost kids and stuff i know i've heard of it but yeah sorry i didn't know no it's fine it's a really famous case you should listen to it it's on um it's on a podcast they go into it deep it's like 18 hours so it's really interesting you know what bugs me? Um, Hell in the Heartland, like this story, I can't find any podcaster that's even covered it. Oh, you could be the first. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's um, funny. yeah. But, um, I think that we should wrap this up, don't you think? I guess. Yeah. yeah let's wrap this up. So, all your recommendations, you talked about Crime Stoppers. Everybody, uh, I think, Sam, you want to emphasize that people should be proactive in their neighborhood. If they hear something, see something that seems off, use Crime Stoppers. There is a Minnesota Crime Stoppers phone number that you can use anonymously and leave some tips. Um, anything else? What? If you see something, say something. Yeah, it's really important because... You'll never understand until it happens to you. Mm-hmm. There's somebody that you love. 
So, um, yeah, I think that a lot of true crime is really popular right now. And you're talking to Sam, a Minnesota true crime junkie and passionate passionate true crime i don't know what do, what do you call yourself uh, a person that's it a person a person who likes to wine and dine and then watch true crime i feel like every person should care about like not necessarily true crime but if you see something, say something, and be, be aware of the people around you, even your neighbors, you know? Yeah, always be aware of what's happening around you. I think that's really mm-hmm. important. I think people are stronger as a community, and um, being a strong community, you can start to weed out the, the bad apples around you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Sam, for coming on and talking on my podcast about your true crime passions. Um, I have two things to ask you before I go. The okay. first thing is, what's your favorite food? Uh, spaghetti. You know, spaghetti and meatballs. Mm, just spaghetti. I like pasta. Mm. Yum. Is that what you're gonna have for dinner tonight? Probably. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Excelsior.